Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is community. I'm Tom Brown, and your host today, Pastor Mark Buckley. Welcome to Koinonia. I'm Mark Buckley. I'm glad to be with you. We've got an exciting program. We've got friends all the way from Belize, which is in Central America. David Stockton's here, senior pastor of Living Streams. He's going to explain how we got to know these folks, what they're doing down there. And uh, David, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, we're going to let you introduce our special guests here in just a moment. But first, tell us, how did you get a vision to go to a nation like Belize that the overwhelming majority of people don't even know where it is? Um, it was mainly my wife. Most of the good things in my life go that way. But uh, we got married, and one of the things we wanted to do was just go somewhere where nobody knew us as individuals, and we just kind of starting to figure out who we were, and we were looking for opportunities online, different mission opportunities. We found one in Belize that seemed to fit us, um, but as all good things and as the Lord works, that we didn't actually go to that place, but that led us to talk to somebody else who had a place in Belize, um, Vera and Basil de Klerk, who were running a Belize mission and retreat. And so we ended up spending two months there with them um, at the retreat center, which was right next to a village called Gales Point. And that's where I bumped into some of these characters. So tell us what Gales Point is. It's not exactly um, right on the beaten path, is it? No, it's it's deep in the jungle. It's uh, surrounded by lagoon. Um, and then there's a river that connects it to the Caribbean about two miles long. Um, it's a village, true village of about mm, 400 people, a lot of kids, uh, a lot of older folks, and then some people in in between. And uh, they've got power, and they've got um, running water now, thanks to Kenny. Um, but uh, basically, yeah, it's 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 out in a in off the beaten path. It's uh, most of the people live off the land with fishing and and uh, produce and all of that, and chickens running around. It's a it's a really neat place. All right, introduce us to our first two guests here. Yes, these first two um, people that I've become really close with are Kenny. Um, Pastor Kenneth Welch and his wife Yuna, Pastor Yuna Welch, and uh, they're they're good friends. I met Kenny when he was about fifteen, and he thought basketball was all that there was in life, and uh, and yet he also had just a sense of of what was right and wrong, and and definitely wanted to choose the right, and uh, and so yeah, we've been spending about what twelve years hanging out together now. Kenny, welcome to the United States, and welcome to our Koinonia program. Thank you, Mark. Tell us uh, how you first started following Jesus. Well, that, that all started when I was about, I don't know, 16 years ago. There was a, a VBS program that was going on in the village. Some missionaries came in. And during that program, they used to have afternoon session. And in the sessions, they would always have, ask if anyone there would want to take the opportunity to give their life to Jesus Christ. And uh, one Wednesday afternoon in one of those sessions, I actually raised my hand, mm -hmm. you know, and, and took advantage of the opportunity, so to speak. And then the following day, they actually had a session where they would baptize people who had surrendered their life to Jesus Christ. And that was where my journey began. So you grew up in the village of Gales Point? Yes, sir. I grew up in Gales Point. 
And we're going to ask you to describe the village and how your faith grew in just a moment, and then you can introduce your precious wife to us. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Koinonia after these brief messages. Welcome back to Koinonia. I'm Mark Buckley. With me are some special guests from Belize and uh, their pastor, David Stockton, who's also the senior pastor of Living Streams Church. Um, David, how did you actually first really connect with Kenny? Uh, well, Brittany and I were living down in the village, um, actually at the Belize Mission Retreat. Um, it was really just us. There wasn't much else happening there. And so we became real good friends and sort of dependent on people in the village for any kind of transportation or any kind of um, entertainment. And uh, so I started hanging out with um, actually Yuna's brother, Jamal. We spent a lot of time hanging out with him. And, and then Kenny would come into the, the village um, on the weekends. He was, out, he was in the city for school. And we'd play basketball. We'd go fishing. We'd do all kinds of stuff and uh, just had, had a good time hanging out. So, Kenny, you're, you were 15 or so when you met David, and, and how did your faith grow and develop? How did you be, end up becoming a pastor? Well, one, one of the things that Dave did was that he, he encouraged me to hang out a lot, to come and hang around. I mean, although I was going to school at the time, I would go to school Monday to Friday up in Belmopan, which is the capital of the country. And then on weekends, I would come back home you know, just to, to hang out and to talk about Jesus and, and church stuff with David Stockton. And so tell us about the nation of Belize. What's the history of Belize? How was it founded as a country? Uh, originally, Belize was called British Honduras. Um, under We were governed by England. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't until 1981 that we gained independence. You know, that, that, that's our independence in Belize, 1981. Um it was always kind of a mixture of people. I mean, right now we have about 47% of the country is mostly Hispanic. You know, the rest is just Belizean, which we are a Creole culture. Mm-hmm. And, and then some other mixtures of people who migrate here and there into the country. So um, from a, a United States perspective, you guys um, were originally founded, the original people that were landing in Belize, were they slaves on their way somewhere? Tell us that story a little bit. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> mostly mostly slaves. There were a lot of, a lot of logwood cutting mm-hmm. um, that was done by the, the British and the European, and there were a lot of slaves who would do those kind of work, and um, some sort of run away in different places along the country, mainly on the coastline. Um, there's also a, another group of people that migrated there from 
inside the Caribbean called mm-hmm. the Garifuna people. They also migrated towards Belize. But we are, it's mainly, I guess it started with, with slave and then there became a mixture of a slave and the slave masters, which kind of produced the Creole culture, so to speak. Um, okay, so tell us about Yuna. Tell us how you guys met and uh, what made you want to marry this beautiful woman. Well, we, we met in the village. I, I lived in the village all my life, so to speak. Um, she lived in the city, mm-hmm. and she usually visited the village on uh, holidays time, usually summers and, and Christmas and Easter and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we always knew each other, but it wasn't until you know, we were older that we sort of gained interest in each other. Um, Yuna, talk to us about um, how you started following Jesus and what he means in your life. Um, at first, I, well, we grew up in church because my grandma, she always take us to church. And um, I started hanging out with Miss Vera and Mr. Basil DeClerc at the mission base from since I was 13 years old. And ever since then, I just wanted to live the life, the Christian life, like the world, the worldly stuff didn't like entice me as all the youths in this in Belize but I just had this passion for like for for Christ like I just wanted to be like Miss Vera and Mr. Basil like what they were doing for the village in Gales mm-hmm. Point like helping out people and you know make sure everything is is done and you know helping the kids learn more about Jesus and stuff and did you ever think you were going to be a pastor's <laughs> wife? I have never ever thought about being a pastor's wife. Just like a helper. Yeah. And what what's it like being married to a man who's serving the Lord full time? It's amazing like I don't know, we we just have this drive to do the work of the Lord like we just I don't know. It's just it's just amazing, like you know, having people looking up to us and you know wanting to live the life of a Christian couple and stuff. And I don't know. So, Kenny, this is your first time in the United States, right? Yes, sir. So, how hard was it for you guys to get a um, visa and get over here? It was it was difficult. I mean, we tried times before and and got rejected. We got turned down. I guess um. It's a it's a difficult process. They they tell you it's a difficult process, especially for young men between the ages of sixteen to forty years old. They think you're just going to come over here and never come back, right? Yeah, because that has that has always been the trend. A lot of people that were given the opportunity just came over and, and never went back home. And uh, a huge majority of those guys just got involved in in drugs and gang banging and stuff. So it kind of made it harder for people who want to really come and do something constructive to get into the country. And what is your current assignment? What, you're, you're just took over a new church in Belize City, right? Yeah, I just became senior pastor at Port Loyola Calvary Chapel in Belize City. And what's that like for you? Are you enjoying it? I, I'm enjoying it, actually. It's, it's, it's good. It's amazing. Um, I really feel like God is, is moving us to a, to a different place to do greater things. Uh-huh. So, David... What was the vision you tried to instill 
in these folks when you uh, you weren't just hanging out with them to hang out. You had a purpose right from the get-go. Yeah, our, <clears throat> our hope was definitely to go down there and, and uh, raise up some leaders. Um, the church in Gales Point that that we discovered or found out was a, was a church building that the Brethren Church had built. And uh, at that point, really the only church services that were happening was when um, some missionaries would come and put on the services. And we thought, hey, man, there's probably some good people right here that could be doing yeah. this. And that's, I think, maybe what eventually got into Kenny somewhere in there and messed up his whole life in a, in a good way. he could actually be a leader, huh? In a good way, <laughs> yeah. And, and then him and um, Shannon Welch um, and some others, they've, they've kind of stepped up and begun to, to lead in different ways. And Kenny actually became pastor, and Shannon's now one of the village um, counselors. What do you call it? The vice chairperson. Vice chairperson mm-hmm. of the village council. And so they're finding different ways to lead and influence. Um, but really the vision that we had was Isaiah 61, that, that there would be some oaks of righteousness that would be planted in that village. And these, these uh, Kenny and Yuna have definitely become that. They've been a planting for the glory of the Lord. And it has not been easy for them yeah. um, to grow against the grain and against the the wind and everything. What are the challenges in the Belizean culture? What are the, some of the things that, that people are really struggling with? Well, there's a lot. I mean, uh, they struggle with some of the same stuff people struggle with over here. Um, there's always a lot of peer pressure, a lot of, lot of anxiety from society. You know, that, that weight that society put on your shoulder that you're supposed to live a certain way, be a certain mm-hmm. way. Um, there's also addictions that, that people struggles with a lot, you know, mm-hmm. alcohol, drugs, gambling, whatever it is, you know, so it's... It it's seemed like there was, uh, what we ran into was a lot of young people would lose hope. You know, they would have hope until their early 20s, but um, because of some government corruption or challenges there, because of a, a tough, you know, economy to get jobs and and they would have all the same hopes and dreams of young people, but um, the the opportunities afforded um, would keep kind of falling apart, and that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Right. And eventually there was a hopelessness that seemed to set in, and they would turn to other things to kind of numb the... And how do you address somebody that where you can see that veil of hopelessness has descended? Well, it was actually really hard at the beginning because mm-hmm. I remember telling Kenny and Shannon in particular, hey, if you follow Jesus... Your dreams will come true. Yeah. I think. <laughs> like, yeah. I believe it. I've been able to see it in my life, but I also haven't been Belizean. I haven't yeah. faced some of what Belizean youth and young people face as they're trying to grow up and, and figure out who they are and what God is calling them to do. But I believed it, and yeah. so I, I asked them to kind of consider it and walk that path. And the picture in our minds was almost like, here's this jungle and on the right side is this broad way that every single other Belizean has gone. You know, it's been chopped down before, and, you know, broad is the path to destruction, kind of. Yeah. And then here was Kenny and Shannon with their machetes, and it's like, hey, guys, why don't you go this way? And they had to really chop their own way. Um, but it's neat because other people have joined in, and there was more than just them in the village, for sure. There's always some solid ladies around, it seems yeah. like. Yeah. Um, by the time a couple of guys figure it out. But, uh, but anyways, they started heading that way, and now there's a whole train of people that are willing to follow. And, and I think Kenny would say, uh, he can say it for himself, that a lot of the dreams that he had um, are coming, coming to pass. 
by following Jesus. And so it's been even encouraging to me, yeah. you know, to see their story unfold. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how little you have or how much you have. Following Jesus, the kingdom of God opens up. It's like a little seed, and it grows into a great tree that even the birds can take shelter in. Mm-hmm. So this is your first trip to the United States. What are your impressions so far? Well, it's it's only my second day. I mean, um, I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing. <laughs> you know, we had a great time of fellowship yesterday at, at Living Streams. Uh, people are nice. Uh, we, we're just hoping to see more and, and hoping that we would just keep our eyes and ears open to anything that the Lord is speaking, you know, that we would not miss miss what he has us here for. Amen and amen. My guests are from Belize, and uh, we're getting to know them. They're getting to know us, and it's a special opportunity. And I hope that you know that your dreams can come to pass, too, because our God is mighty. The God we serve is mighty. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. Welcome back. I'm Mark Buckley from Living Streams. With me is our senior pastor, David Stockton. David, before we continue the interview with our Belizean friends, um, this you've been following Jesus for a long time, but this is really the first year of your life you've been a senior pastor. What's it been like for you? Well, mm, it's been nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there a different kind of pressure? Is there a different reality? Because we've all, in the congregation, we've seen you grow. It's like the anointing has come with the position, but what's it been from your perspective? Yeah, there's definitely moments where you kind of feel the the full weight and it feels heavy. <laughs> but um, at the same time, the guy who was the senior pastor before me and paved the way has done a pretty easy job for me. Um, that's Mark Buckley who's doing the interview. Yeah. Um, but he actually paved the way, and the, the church has been so full of grace um, up to this point. You know, I mean, we're only— Well, and that's the way it should the be. Beginning. The church should yes. be fun. You know what yes. I mean? It sh- we should be—if we can't enjoy life now, when are we going to enjoy yeah. life? I mean, what are we waiting for? We're kidding ourselves. If we're, we're missing something, we have to be able to celebrate. And I think you've done a really good job with us, David, in that, that— you want us to go ahead and celebrate when we have breakthroughs and when God's doing good things because there's always more work to be done. And I love the way you've had that sense of rhythm of life. I sort of got into a bit of a rut where we always did the same thing every week, every month, every year. You've had a a beautiful sense of rhythm, and I like that. Yeah, that's the thing. I've just felt, you know, the the Lord giving me ideas. And, I mean, our team is real solid and and trying to be a little creative in there sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been really fun. So g- go ahead and, and ask uh, Kenny and 
You know, one last question, Dave, that's on your heart for them before we get our next guest in here. Boy, Kenny, what a go on. <laughs> not, not a go on. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Kenny, just tell us a little bit, maybe um, just quickly, what, what it was like for you to move from being just Kenny, growing up, student, learning, to actually feeling like it was time for you to step up and lead and lay down your life for the people in the village. It, it, it was hard. I mean... It's, it's, I guess, one of the hardest things I've done to start really living the way God wanted me mm. to live, you know, because everything that needed to be done in order to get to this point involved going against the grain. You know, the whole crowd, everybody was saying, you know, this is what life should be. And it was just the same trend over and over again. You see people, they grow up, they get involved with, with stuff, you know, they fail, they die. And there was no one who was really trying to do something different. So when you came, you know, and, and you spoke different to us, you know, and all that possibilities just started to stir in my mind, you know, I felt like as the spirit moved in my heart, you know, the Lord was saying, you know, try this, you know, try this route, try try something different. People need to see something different, mm-hmm. you know. And, and as we embarked on that journey, you know, the struggles were there, the, the trials were there. There were moments when you just felt like giving up because the next direction was easier, you know. But then with the strength of the Lord and, and the faithfulness that, that he shows and the constant mm-hmm. grace and mercy that he pours out to us, you know, we were able to just continue down that path. And now, you know, we're actually seeing the benefits of that, yeah. you know, and, and it's just an amazing joy that is over our lives. And, and thanks be to God that other people are also seeing the possibility of yeah. a different route to go that they don't have to follow that constant stream that people were setting. Right. And they're actually taking that path. And you know, for you guys, so I know you have been waiting a long time and been patient and faithful in Gail's Point, always hoping that maybe someday you'd be able to head back to the city and continue to serve the Lord. So now that that shift has come and you've been patient and the Lord's kind of bringing that part of your life and your heart to bear, what, what's something that you're excited for um, in this new place, Belize City, taking on new challenges? Um, I'm just excited to like work with the ladies, like, you know, see what the Lord is doing in their life and mm. also that they may be bold enough to, like, bring their kids up mm. the way the Lord wants them to go and to just have them be m- the kids more, being more active in, in mm-hmm. church, you know, and just, I don't know, that's Seeing good. them having that drive that we did when we were younger. Yeah. So, Dave, you um, had to do the very thing Kenny said. Kenny said that you're going to have to take a different path. You're going to, if you're going to obey the Lord, you're going to have to be willing to go against the grain. And you did that yourself because after spending a year in Belize, you came back, worked at Living Streams for six years, and then you made another choice to go back down there. Tell us about that before you introduce our next guests. Yeah, um, so basically, uh, my wife definitely has always had dreams of of going to other places where um, people maybe don't have as much access to good teaching or or, um, good churches or whatever, and seeing if we can help out in some way. And so the way it's worked out is really the last 
two different seasons of our life. We worked with the youth at Living Streams for six years. Then we quit and went to Belize for a year, came back, and then did another um, six years doing the Saturday night service at Living Streams. Quit that <laughs> and uh, went back to Belize again. It doesn't feel like quitting, but we kind of keep, you know, getting this idea. You accepted a fresh assignment. Yeah, we get these ideas and we feel like, well, let's try and go again. And um, and so the next time we knew we couldn't go back to Gail's Point because the whole point was to see these guys rise up and be able to stand in the gap. So instead we wanted to actually kind of go along, come alongside um, the church in Gail's Point and, and do a new outreach to the next town down, which was Dan Griga. And, uh, and so that's where we did. We spent a year and a half basically in Dan Griga looking for some leaders, um, looking for what the Lord might have us build. Describe and, uh, Dan Griga to us. Dan Griga's um, not, a, not a village. It's more of a town. Um, I think there's probably about seven or 8,000 people that live there. It's right on the Caribbean. It's actually kind of in an interesting spot where all of the tourism seems to go right around it. So it's very much more Belizean, whereas some of the, the, the coastal towns have become very American or, or touristy. And Dangriga has not. It's still real authentic. And it is, as, as Kenny described earlier, it's um, founded in mainly Garifuna people. Um, which for us as, you know, ignorant white people, we don't really know too much of the difference, but, um, but it is a cultural difference for sure. So introduce our next two guests. All right. So first we have Orel, and he is a fine young man that is um, in some ways just beginning the journey. Um, he's, he's got probably a good year under his belt of really saying yes to Jesus and figuring out what that means and all the challenges and um, and he's he's going for it. He, when he falls, he gets back up and keeps going. And um, and yeah, he has a lot of leadership potential. He's a pretty um, amazing guy, amazing thinker. He's led a lot of the stuff that we've been doing with with kids, and uh, he's hungry for more. And then Dana is a, a sweet lady who's got a whole lot of forcefulness inside that spirit of hers when she gets it going. Um, and she yeah, she's also growing and developing and. Um, has been faithful in a lot of the stuff that we were doing, coming alongside us. And even now in our absence, they've both been faithful to continue to do things. And, and, and Dana's fun because she keeps creating um, whole different endeavors like conferences or other things that, that rally the troops all together. And the Lord's really been able to pull off some neat things through this little powerhouse, Dana. All right. Aurel, tell us how uh, you started following Jesus. And... Uh, <clears throat> well, first of all, Thanks for having us. Um, and then, um, so I grew up basically in a Christian home. My mm -hmm. mom loves going to church, doing stuff. She was actually a youth leader. Uh, and then growing up, I got a little bit older and started high school. And she was like, you don't have to go to church. And we're like, I won't force you. Like, you, you should go, but mm -hmm. it's not, you know, definite. So then I told her, all right, I won't go to church anymore. Because I wanted to see what the world had to offer. And then I became a, a fan of the world, you know? Yeah. Um, and then so throughout that, I just started to hang out with friends and go about places. And then in my second year at junior college, I met this guy, I met Dave. He <laughs> he was doing something at the high school, and we I was a part of, I've been a part of another band. Mm -hmm. And they were singing, and him, Brittany, uh, another leader, Glenn, uh, they were doing rap with church music. I'm like, uh, this is kind of weird. You know, you don't normally hear church music with rap. Yeah. <laughs> and so my mom was like, hey, they're having this youth night thingy going on at the old church. You should probably check it out. It's for youths like you. I'm like, nah, I'm not into church stuff. <laughs> uh, and then um, 
a Friday night came where I was supposed to go out and something happened. So I'm like, all right, I'll go check it out. And then I went there and it was so amazing. Like it's, I, I told my mom, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, I just know it. Like, I'm not sure, but I know this is somewhere where I should be. So I walk up to Dave and I'm like, hey, could you teach me how to play the guitar? He's like, yeah, sure. Come over to my house and I'll we'll hang out. So for the next two months, I've been, at, I went to his house for about two hours a day. And he taught me the guitar, and then we just kind of bonded over that time period. And we, he started to speak to me in a in a new way, like I wasn't used to it. And then I just got closer to him. And f- before I knew it, he gave me responsibilities. I'm like, I guess I'm stuck here. But then I ended up liking it, and so that's what I've been doing ever since, just trying to trying to shed new light, like yeah. how he shed the light to me. You know? Wonderful, that's awesome. And so you're a college student as well. What are you studying? I am doing my bachelor's in English at the University of Belize in uh-huh. the capital city, Belfan. And uh, what's the spiritual climate like in the university? <clears throat> it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's doing, you know, like everything else. Yeah. So it's it's been really hard to it's stay. Been a lot of temptation, huh? Yes, a lot of temptation, and not having that that church group with you, it's it's yeah. really easy to fall in the wayside. Right. And not really focused on on Jesus like as you should be, so I've had uh, multiple challenges um, in my past semester because um, this was my second semester, first year just finished, so it was pretty rough. Yeah, pretty rough time. Well, how how do you feel about being in the United States for the first time? Uh, it's cold. It's <laughs> big. Yeah. Um, It'll but... warm up before you go home. <laughs> but it's amazing, and I love it very much. Wonderful. We're gonna talk to our next guest in just a minute. I'm Mark Buckley from Living Streams. Stay tuned. We have guests from Belize and their lives are being transformed by the Lord and yours can be too if you're willing to get out of your comfort zone. If you're willing to take a different path, you'd be surprised what God has in store for you. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Koinonia. My guests are from Belize. And Dana, welcome. We're glad to have you in the United States. Tell us about yourself a little bit. Hi. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Well, I am... Oh, it's been crazy. Like, I'm meeting this new group, working with the Dan Griga Project. It's been linked to Living Stream. It's been amazing, you know. And um, like Dave said, I've been involved in a lot of adventurous things Mm -hmm. that I didn't even know I could do. But um, it all started with the first time that I got introduced to the Dangriga Project, the group I was invited to a meeting. And a couple, I think a month or two later, I had this idea to do a conference. And it was crazy because everyone was like, yeah, that's a good idea. And I'm not used to that. I don't, I'm not even used to having these crazy ideas. And uh, I remember you were down there at that yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I 
pitched the idea and uh, you know we were just talking about where the funding and everything was going to come from and uh later on you know you guys pitched in and decided to sponsor the food and other stuff that we would be able to take these kids all the way to the capital city in Belize and at the moment I don't think anyone realized but when I went home that night I was really teary and stuff because it was like like god what is this people believed in a dream you know that I had and from that day you know I've been encouraged to just do great things for the lord giant things that people would not think could come out of especially Belize you know because let's face it teenagers see christianity as being something boring but mm-hmm. you know i'm glad that the lord had brought me to a place where people believe that these things are possible and these are beautiful ideas and it's been really impacting the youths in Dangriga well you know the lord says he can do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or imagine through his power that is in us. And it's the power of Christ in you. He is stimulating your dreams. He's given you visions, and you're beginning to realize who he is in a brand new way, aren't you? It's amazing. I mean, even coming here, you know, when Kenny told me about this, I was like, what? What's going on? And at the moment, I wasn't even working. And, you know, I've been... I had just been coming out of the wilderness season. It's, it was so hard after the family from Living Streams went back and so on. And, you know, and I joked around at Kenya and I was like, I don't think I'm going to get a visa. I don't have a job right now or anything like that, you know, because I already applied before and it did not work out because I wasn't working at the moment. And the n- very next day, I got called. Like, you really? start Thursday, you start to work. Thursday, I'm like, what the heck is happening? And I'm like, I could feel the presence of the Lord being like, this is your opportunity. Like, you better take this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it, that whole week was just filled with beautiful news. And it felt like the Lord was just faithful in every sense of the word. It was crazy what was going on that week. So, Well, you know, what you're describing is something that happens to all of us. We go through wilderness times. Yeah. We go through desert times. We go through dark and difficult times. Staying faithful in those times mm-hmm. when you don't feel God's presence, when you don't understand why the pain is coming, why prayers aren't being answered, and then can be times of breakthrough and blessing, and then it all starts to make sense. That is so true. So, David, uh, tell us about your relationship with these two. Well, it's it's been fun. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of both of them. I think that the world better watch out in some ways, um, and, and yet all at the same time really trying to help them understand that it's a patient road mm-hmm. um, to get to the places where the Lord wants you. The Lord is just never in a hurry. Right. It always takes longer than you want it to. But uh, but he really does have perfect timing. For instance, even this whole idea with the visas and them coming here, um, basically for about five or six years, I would say I really had hoped that we would be able to get at least Kenny and Yuna, if not some others, um, up here because of all of the years of faithfulness and just how connected they feel like to our church. I mean, basically, they feel like pastors of Living Streams that right. just so happen to be in Belize. And, uh, and yet, rejection after rejection. I remember a story actually... One guy who went down there, um, Kenny, walked up to him and said, can I see your passport? And he handed him the passport and he said, I just like touching these because this is as close as I'll ever get. <laughs> um, and that was a few years ago. And that, but that was the feeling we all had. And, and yet through a series of random events, a dentist in our church who had gone down to 
um, Belize to, to serve in the village, fell in love with Kenny and Yunya, which you can't help but do when you meet them. Um, and he said he would like to pay for them to try again. And I thought, well, it's on his dime, so why not we try again? <laughs> and, uh, and so we put a little together, uh, t- together a little packet. I wrote a letter about our internship we're doing at Living Streams and how I'd love for them to be a part of it. And lo and behold, I got a text um, in the morning that said, we got a year. And I've floated through the entire day, um, just could not believe it. And, uh, and yeah, it's just that the Lord can work things out. And, and if you're patient, you can see the, the Lord begin to check those things off that, that are hopes and dreams that he's placed in your heart. And, and these two have big hopes and dreams, mm-hmm. dangerous hopes and dreams. And, and those are good. They shouldn't shrink. They shouldn't diminish those things. But they should also know that... Um, it's a patient road, you know. There's lots of perseverance required to get. So, to those so Jesus um, showed uh, the disciples that he could catch fish, and that bonded him to them. And with you and uh, Orel, he wanted to learn to play guitar. You knew how to play guitar. You just used the natural gift there, huh? And I knew how to play "Redemption Song" by Bob Marley. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure that was the hook right there. <laughs> that was the hook. That was the bait. Um, once I taught him that, it was amazing how his his uh, love for guitar changed in a heartbeat. Um, but what I'd like to hear from you and, and Dana, just basically um, wrapping up here, is what are some of the, the hopes and dreams that you have for the Dan Griega Project or beyond that um, as you think about your situation and you think about the possibilities and the challenges and, the, and how scary it could be? What are some of the ideas you guys have? Well, um. Like I've been telling all the guys already that uh, we've been noticing the gap, the generation gap, you know, from about 14 to I'd say 35. They're about where young men and some mostly like mainly young men, but young men and women don't see church as important. You know, like they just go hurt themselves, harm themselves and then try to get back to reality after, you know, and sometimes it's too late. So yeah, a lot, a lot of pain can come into somebody's life. Right. In those years. So something that I, I really wanted to do was create a, a space where they could come and not feel like church, but beneath it, it's really church. But it's like an overview of what you could be doing instead of going and harming yourself. So like a little youth area or even like like the youth night we had, the Friday night fire. Mm-hmm. But something where they could just come and feel at ease, feel at peace, like a safe area so that they could just come and enjoy themselves and not really have to go and harm themselves. But actually build themselves up so that they could become great like good persons in the world and not really have to fight to become their old self after a while you know so like that's something wonderful well for me i think it's all about creating a support system especially where we were in dangriga i believe that we'd be able to branch out from there you know and for me it was just amazing to see all these kids over at the house the um mission house over there and it's like they were not out on the town like the rest of the kids. There was just they were just always there with watchful eyes, being loved on and in Belize, in Dangriga especially, that's super important because there's a lot of parents who are just too busy, they're just not there. And so for me, I feel like the Lord is really showing us that it's important for us to create, yeah, that safe space and just that supportive atmosphere there. You know, the same way that people were there to support us and love on us, I believe that he wants us to do the same for those kids that are there and those teenagers that are in the town. So it's difficult when 
you build relationships like you guys did with a number of different folks from Living Streams who were down there in Dan Griga, and then they go away. Right. And you wonder, how real was that? You know, were they just playing with us, or was that the real deal? Tell us how you processed that. The, the, I remember the first time. Um, so when Dave left the first time, it wasn't hard because I knew he was coming back. So I, I took them to the airport. I'm like, all right, I'll see you in a, in a couple of months. And then they came back for like four more months. And then when I took them to the airport the second time, I like I literally cried from the airport all the way to Dangriga, which is a, like a two-hour drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like I was lost because now I'm like, so what am I supposed to do? You know, like what's next? And so, and then it started to happen again when um, Aaron left, mm-hmm. and then um, Nate and Jamie left, then Mike and Tassie left. So like it just started to happen again and again. But by the time it got to to that part, that point, it was like. I kind of knew what I was supposed to do, but still, I'm, I'm, I wasn't sure. Like, what if another family just come and leaves again? Like, it, it was always that sense of, will they leave? But then I, I always go back to, but Jesus is always there. You know, like I could right. always not only that, but I could call on Kenny, mm-hmm. or I, just some of the leaders that they've had build up, and you, I could lean on them to like help us get through that that little point. But it was always, it was always something to realize that you know you know, we could do it sometimes on our own with, with the help of these these other guys. That's right. Well, for me, it was really difficult whenever they were not there because, you know, like um, Kenny taught us at one of the discipleship nights that, in a sense, foreigners will always appreciate you more than the people that are right around you. I think the Bible uh, kind of interprets that there in some ways. And it was difficult because the people right around us did not believe in our dreams the same way that these people did, you know? And it was a different kind of love. I mean, not because someone calls you their friend. It means that you can call them up and say, can you pray for me? I'm going through this or that. And it was just a different kind of relationship that they had with us. And so it was always difficult when they would leave. But fortunately, thanks to Facebook and (laughs) the Internet, you know, they were always just one message away, you know, and we went through some really difficult times because, you know, some of us are a little hard-headed. But, you know, I've learned a lot from them, and I'm so grateful for them. And it's a special joy for them to see you here in their (laughs) homeland as well. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these brief messages. All right, we're wrapping up our show today. Dave Stockton, Senior Pastor of Living Streams. By the way, Living Streams is on the corner of Central and Glendale. 
9, 15, and 11 a.m. are the Sunday services. You can look us up on the web at livingstreams.org. Um, Dave, wrap us up. Well, it's definitely uh, Psalm 126, verse 1 says, When the Lord restored the glories of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter and our feet couldn't stop dancing. And uh, when I heard the news that these guys got visas and when I saw them coming down the escalator at the airport, I mean, that's that was the feeling. It was like a dream coming true in a lot of ways for me and, and I think for them. It's been a long road. Um, but really, that's that's the message to me is is if it doesn't matter what culture, what situation, doesn't matter what kind of resistance or challenges there might be. If you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. And uh, it always takes longer and and usually is a surprise when it happens because you've already given up on those things <laughs> or it comes at you from a way you didn't expect. But uh, but God really is good and you give him enough time and he will always prove his faithfulness to you over and over again. Amen and amen. Thanks, Orel, for being here. And Dana, thanks, Una and Kenny. And thank you to Brittany, who really kind of yeah. get all this going with her little She's the ideas. hero. <laughs> She's got the ideas all the time. Yeah. And so, who knows what the future holds? I'm excited about um, the, the connection between Living Streams and the different projects in Belize. But we got a lot more work to do. Belize is a big place, I mean, and a small place. And, and whatever church you're with, those of you who are listening, um, God wants to use you. He's created you to do good works in Christ that he before ordained, before you were even born, he had it in his heart for you. And all you need to do is cooperate with the leading of the Holy Spirit and the kingdom will come and his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thanks so much for being with us today. May your dreams come to pass through the power of Christ who dwells within you. Thank you.